I want to thank the 19,682 subscribers here on the Michigan Football Report, but I've got a very sad announcement for the, those of you watching who have not subscribed. I'll do a little rap one here. All right, May 20th, 520, 10 days from now, the channel is going private on YouTube unless we get to 20,000 subscribers. Till then, it's 19,682. So 318 people who will watch this video. We'll get thousands who are not subscribed to watch this video. So just need 318. The channel won't go private. If not, I'm going to roll with who got me here, okay? We're going private. Subscribers only forever. So that's just uh, that's not a threat. That's just how it is. All right, we're going to talk some Michigan football offseason burning questions coming up on the show right now. The Michigan Football Report is presented by Manscaped. Make sure you head over to manscaped.com. Use promo code GOBLUE, no spaces, to get 20% off and free shipping. An awesome new product I'm going to tell you about here in just a minute. But today's show, we are going to take your questions. If you saw on the Facebook page, if you saw on the YouTube community a couple days ago, put out a call for, or I guess it was yesterday, put out a call for questions. So go ahead and just take your questions this week into next week, I believe, uh, unless there's some you know big-time news that you guys want to hear about. So got five or six questions that we'll have for you today. Also have a video for you Thursday and another one coming this weekend. So it is, we're setting records here, three videos in a week for the first time since I think like February, uh, but hopefully that won't happen again for a little while. First question here on the Michigan Football Report by Chat Sports. Michigan had one of the best offensive lines last season. Where do you think this group ranks coming for this coming fall? That's coming from Nick, how do you pronounce that? Udhoff, is that how you pronounce it, Peterson? Udhoff is uh, the production team saying Udhoff. They've looked it up on uh, their pronunciation guide that we've got for every single viewer here. All right, so you look at my offensive depth chart. Coming into, uh, you're coming out of spring ball. I put this out on the channel, so I'll link this down in the description, down in the comments. If you didn't see my full offensive depth chart, it's on the channel and down in the comments. So Ryan Hayes, I'll uh, be back starting for part of his fourth season starting, although I'll call him a three-year starter because in 2019 it was just for a few games. Trevor Keegan, big-time player. Zach Zintner, third-year player third-year starter, and then Trent A. Jones beat out Carson Barnhart. Uh, Barnhart's going to be kind of the sixth offensive lineman, primary backup at a couple positions. And then Victor O. We're not even trying to pronounce the name. Olu Watimi. He is the Remington uh, runner-up, third place, top three in the Remington finalist last year from Virginia. His sixth year in college football. People at Michigan say he is pro-ready right now, ready for a break all-American season as a six-year transfer from Michigan. This is the best offensive line in the country last year. They won the award. I think it was called the Joe Moore Award for best offensive line in the country in 2021. But I think it might be a little bit better. Right? I do. They lost Andrew Stuber. But you're bringing back uh, three starters. And then you have a, uh, a big-time transfer coming in. So you trade off Stuber for Victor O. And then you add in Trent A. Jones. I can live with that. I think that's pretty good. So I don't think the Michigan offensive line under Sharon Moore. Remember, he led this offensive line to being the best in the country, a, we call it the ground rate offense here at the Michigan Football Airport, just a devastating running attack that absolutely manhandled Ohio State. That was his first season ever coaching offensive line. So year two under Sharon Moore, who is now the co-offensive coordinator, kind of kind of be the primary-ish play caller along with Matt Weiss. I think this offensive line will be a little bit better than last year. But 
I do have some concerns. The inside running game, right? Hassan Haskins uh, redefined uh, running backs under Jim Harbaugh last season. I think it's what Harbaugh's trying to have for the last five or six years. He finally got it when he actually made the right decision for once of making Hassan Haskins his workhorse, which he did in part of the last three seasons, but never really seemed to want to settle on Haskins as the main guy. So the inside running game is my concern. We'll see how uh, you know, Blake Horm or Diamond Edwards make uh, – May, you know, take take that uh, that lead that Hassan Haskins kind of that uh, blueprint of running inside behind a dominant offensive line going into the season. All right, Noah Provo. Next question: Will we wear the All Maze uniforms at some point this season? I think that this was a big disappointment for a lot of Michigan fans when you saw how willing Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan players, the Michigan athletic program, was willing to kind of change things up for the first time under Harbaugh and roll out multiple alternative jerseys and uniform combos last year, right? We didn't know what combo Michigan was going to wear from a day, you know, from game to game. I think the alternative uniforms here under Harbaugh are here to stay. Um, a lot of fans, myself included, got sick of the all-whites on the road. I think they sucked. Michigan never won any big games wearing them. They rolled out three different road uniforms this year, right? The white tops, but then the white bottoms against Nebraska. Then you had the blue pants and the maize pants. And then that maize alt jersey with maize everything against Penn State. So I'm leaning yes for all maize in 2022. I think they said to make a few decisions. I think Michigan rolled out the all-blues early against Washington. Like the karma, like the vibes that came out of that night game, stuck with that one for the ones they wore in their big games, like against Ohio State uh, and obviously against Georgia in the uh, college football playoff. But I'm going to ask you guys this question. Let me know your favorite preferred of the alt-uniform combos that Michigan wore in 2021. The all-blues, they wore them a few games, uh, playoff, Ohio State-Washington. The white-blue road combos wore in a few games, the most notable Wisconsin uh, game they wore them for sure. And then the white maze. Now, they wore the white maze a few games, but I like these ones the best. You see in that photo, the type three, the ones where there was like maze sleeves, maze socks, maze uh, towels for the players. So type one if it's the blue, type two if it's the white uh, jerseys, blue pants. And if you like the Penn State uniform, them all maze, everything, go ahead and type three down in the comments. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we are presented by Manscaped. You can get the ultra smooth package. It is back and it is back in stock. They sent me one. I've been using it and things are going well in the bedroom for your boy Yodes. I'm going to kind of, it's a perfect compliment to uh, to my favorite, my go-to, right? The Lawnmower 4.0. You guys have heard me talk about this one for a couple years now. And then you've got the gel. You've got the exfoliator. You got everything you need to clean up a little razor if you need to kind of trim up around the edges there with Manscaped. The ultra smooth package, normally $39.99. Use promo code go blue get it for $31.99 that is 20% off folks manscaped.com when you get to check out free shipping 20% off for the ultra smooth package or any of their amazing men's grooming pocket packages using promo code go blue no spaces Longtime viewer of the show, John Blaze says, will Michigan's defense have a good defense this season or will they suffer against the high caliber offenses? Go blue and keep up the good work, Yoder, at John Blaze Wolverine on Twitter. Make sure you guys go give him a follow at John Blaze Wolverine. It's to be determined, right? Um, this is one of the best defenses of the country last year. Now, the, the, the stats got skewed a little bit down the stretch, especially uh, against Georgia. 
Big Ten champions, right? The eighth best scoring defense as you see below me on the screen uh, in the country last year. They were top 10 in almost all the stats or top 15, but the Ohio State game, although they only scored 27 points, Ohio State put up a lot of yards through the air. Those are kind of garbage time yards, a lot of them. And then Georgia basically did whatever they want against Michigan's defense. So, you know, Michigan ended up, uh, you know, 20 in, in yards per game overall in the country, 27 against the rush, and also 27 against the pass. You see the stats there on the screen. Those are the national ranks over there on the right side. So, Michigan's not going to have much of a test, right? If you look at the schedule, which we'll uh, do, we're doing that this show or next show, Peterson, I can't remember. We'll look at the schedule, I think, on a coming show. But there's not much, there's not going to be much of a test early on for this team. You could get six, seven, eight games into this season and really not know what Michigan's off defense is made of because they're going to go such against such poor competition in the out of conference. They don't have a marquee game, and they start off with you know Maryland and Rutgers and even Michigan State. No one's really expecting uh, much out of their offense this year after they got rid of that bum Kenneth Walker, who would have done nothing against them and will probably get cut from the Seattle Seahawks. I might cut the Seattle Seahawks show here at Chat Sports for other reasons, uh, and and Kenneth Walker might also get cut from uh, that team. So if they don't have him, I don't see them doing anything against Michigan, really, uh, in Michigan Stadium this season. So I don't think you're really going to know, folks, until Penn State game uh, or potentially even to the Ohio State game at the end of the year. KJ, longtime viewer, longtime commenter, what does the wide receiver depth chart look like to you at the moment? Said it at the top you know, earlier in the show, put my depth chart offense and defensive uh, videos out a couple few weeks back, so you guys check those out on uh, the uh, check those out on the, the channel. But Let's go ahead and take a look. So we have the uh, the depth chart here for the wide receivers. Toss those up on the screen. Now, Cornelius Johnson, Ronnie Bell, I've got them pegged as the top two wide receivers. And then A.J. Hanning, I don't know what to make of him yet. Is he going to be a true wide receiver? Or are they going to move him uh, into the backfield to get a little bit more uh, you know, play as a, a running back? You know, the whole Debo Samuel thing, that's kind of a, you know interesting thing to uh, try and compare yourself to. But I think your top three receivers, if Henning – Main's receiver will be Johnson, Bell, and Henning in the slot. But Will Michigan will run uh, a lot of four wide receiver sets. Andrew Anthony has the opportunity to break in if he plays well and kind of eliminate that slot position. Maybe move Ronnie Bell back to the slot position like he played back when he was a freshman in 2018 19 when he had a few other wide receivers around him. The stats of the guys coming back uh, Roman Wilson. Kind of being overlooked in this whole uh, wide receiver rotation coming out of spring ball, but he'll still uh, make an impact. He's still got a lot of talent. People forget about Ronnie Bell and the emergence of Andrew Anthony. Uh, Johnson had a pretty decent year last year, 620 yards all in, but he struggles to catch the ball in the end zone, get in the end zone and score touchdowns. Only three touchdowns last year as Michigan's leading wide receiver. So if he wants to you know, kind of keep that top wide receiver position, he's going to have to do a little bit better uh, coming out of the uh, you know, coming into the 2022 season. All right, what do we got next here? We got free shipping here from Manscaped, but let's go to another question here on the Michigan Football Report. Got a question coming in from Micah Hasha. Hashikawa. Okay, I think I got it right. Thank you for the question, Hash uh, Micah Hashikawa. Got it there. I got the producer in my ear. How much will our run game suffer because of our loss at the O-line? What areas will we worse at defending the pass or the run? I think it's going to probably be worse at, uh, you know, it's two kind of questions here. Um, I guess he's asking what area will we worse at defending. I kind of think he means at defending the defenders. So I'm just going to make this an offensive line question because I think that's what you mean here is I think Michigan's going to struggle more at, on the run game from an offensive line perspective, but not because it's a step back from the offensive line, but because Michigan is losing one Hassan Haskins and he was the, uh, uh, the, the, 
you know, the bell cow that you went to every time you needed three, four, five yards and a touchdown, especially those five touchdowns he scored against Ohio State. Brandon coming in, Brandon Baloof. My only question is the defense. Too many good players left and some left uh, early to honestly, who will step up and be the leader on this defense? So Michigan had three players drafted in the uh in the 2022 NFL Draft a couple weeks ago, but also had a couple guys that surprisingly left that I think most Michigan fans were surprised by that didn't get picked. Chris Hinton, Vincent Gray. You had Hutchinson go number two overall. You had Daxon Hill go the second-to-last pick of the first round to the Bengals. And then David Ajabo, likely a top-20 pick, got injured at Michigan's Pro Day. He went second-round number 45 pick overall. So I think that Michigan's definitely going to miss those guys. I think the offense needs to be the strength of this team early on in the season. I think you need to have guys like Junior Colson and hell, even Will Johnson, who will be a true freshman, but has already been talked about as a leader throughout spring practices and workouts uh, this spring so far. I think he is a potential to be a leader, but the guy I'm leaning on to be the uh, emotional leader and I think the uh, the play leader is Junior Colson. Jeffrey, come up with a question. Some of these are tough last names. O'Shelf, Oshelfsky, Jeffrey Oshelfsky, that's not that bad of a name. Do you think Michigan should just start JJ in the second game and reverse roles just in case, do it against weaker teams at home? I thought about this question for a while, and I think there is some validity, validity to it, but I don't think it's a good idea if you start Cade McNamara game one to pull him in game two for his backup quarterback to give him a start, because that's going to signal to everybody, if McCarthy plays good, he's the starter going forward, and Cade McNamara said it best during spring football, hey, I'm a Big Ten championship quarterback. You know how many Big Ten championship quarterbacks there are playing in college football right now? One, and that is Cade McNamara. So I think you give Cade McNamara the start, of course, in game one, especially since J.J. McCarthy was injured in spring ball. But if he struggles, then you give you know McCarthy a little more reps in the second half. I think Michigan needs to do that regardless. Give J.J. McCarthy maybe one series in the first half, and then – after the, if you're up by 20 points or more in the second half, every drive after that, you give it to McCarthy. See what he has. You get to that fourth, fifth game. You're in the Big Ten season. If McCarthy's outperforming him, the offense is humming. Maybe J.J. McCarthy becomes your starter for the rest of the year. All right, we're about 13 minutes into the video. Everyone still watching is part of the Michigan Football Report and a video squad. These are the diehards. These are the real ones. These are my uh, MFers, uh, Michigan Football Report viewers. So go ahead and type squad if you are part of the end of the video crew. As I said earlier, we'll be back with a video on Thursday. So make sure you guys comment squad if you made it this far. And, hell, tell your friends. Remember, I don't want to go private, but uh, tell your friends to subscribe to the Michigan Football Report. 